Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, owner and user of Mint Mobile, with a special holiday message. If you sign up now for three months, you get three months free on every one of our plans, even unlimited. Now, I realize this is more of a holiday offer than it is a holiday message, but if you read between the lines, you can see a message in there. It says we love you. Visit mintmobile.com slash switch for the offer. Limited time, new customer offer. Activate within 45 days. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Unlimited customers using more than 40 gigabytes per month will experience lower speeds. Video streams at 480p. See mintmobile.com for details. The 80s Rewind Show Podcast. It's time to bring you yet another amazing episode. And now, welcome your host, Rob, the face for Radio Burgess. Enjoy the show. Oi, oi, it's the Rewind Show Podcast with me, Rob, the face for Radio Burgess. Welcome along to the show. I've got an absolutely fantastic one for you today. I had a chat with Charlene, who had a massive hit with Never Been To Me. We had a lovely conversation. We spoke about an hour and uh, we discussed her getting signed to Motown at 23, the conception of the track Never Been To Me, and also her duet with Stevie Wonder called Used To Be, which got banned due to racy lyrics. We talk about that a bit as well. Charlene's a lovely lady and we had a wonderful chat. And at the end of it, she agreed to let me play you about 30 seconds of her new track, Why Can't Time Stand Still, which is just released. She's just brought this one out. If you get a chance, check it out. It's fantastic. Right, I'm not going to bore you with the like and subscribe stuff because you know that anyway. So let's get to it. Enjoy the show. So where did you start singing? Where did, where did it come into your life? Where did you first start um, Well, I, I used to sing at home and my ex-husband built a little studio and I would sing just little songs that he'd write. He'd play guitar and I would sing. Um, and then, uh, um, oh gosh, we met, a, we met a producer guy who who wrote the theme song for the t- TV show Bewitched. Right. That did it, did it, did it, He wrote nice. that was his claim to fame, right? Yeah. And he had a um, um, a studio too. And he said, hey, I just create. I just wrote this song with my friend. It's called Sweet Sad Clown. Uh, would Charlene come in and sing it, you know? And I, I came in and sang it. And it, you know, it was good. It was good. But it wasn't the song that got me signed. It, though it was that song that got me signed to Motown. Right. But there was another song that I did with him called uh, From Your Lips to God's Ears. Hmm. That was beautiful. And then I kind of got my real push when a girlfriend contacted me. She was a, a voice teacher that I started working with later. But she said, would you like to work in Vegas with me to sing background for for Petula Clark. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. We got paid good money for that too. I was 21. Wow. I was 21 years old. And the band that, that opened up for us was the Osmonds. No way. <laughs> and, and the girl, uh, um, Marie Osmond, she was about 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> And who opened up for them was Joan Rivers. Wow. Yeah, it was it was incredible. So from then on, I I I, I had approached a, a, a lady that I met at a party mm-hmm. who worked for Sammy Davis Jr. She was his go, she was his guy, or right. his girl that would go, you know, run errands from and stuff like that. Yeah. And she said to me, she said to me, Hey, you know what? I'm dating Barry Gordy. Uh, at Motown Records, who has all these artists? I said, "Oh, does he know Diana Ross?" <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, I was so dumb. I didn't. I didn't get it. I didn't understand. 
And she said, yeah. I said, oh, I want to give you my song that I recorded. Mm. It's called Sweet Sad Clown. And she took it. And, you know, I gave her my number and she called me like a month later to whatever, however long. Mm. And she said, Barry Gordy wants to meet you. And I said, oh, my God. And I, you know, Diana, I'm kind of going all over the place. Is that okay? I, know, I love it. I love it. Please tell me. Okay? I love okay, it. I'm like, I'm kind of like, ah! It's wonderful. Um, okay. <laughs> Diana Ross did the song, whenever the love light starts shining yeah. through his eyes. And I love that song. Yeah. And I said, oh, my. And he knows Diana Ross. Arlene, he made <laughs> Diana Ross. I'm like, really? <laughs> so anyway, he says, yeah, um, he wants to meet you at Warner Brothers Commissary because Diana is the lead actress in the movie. Um, um, oh, Billie Holiday's story. Um, oh, I know what you mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. What? I can't remember what it's called, but I've seen it. Yeah, I saw it years yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was amazing. So anyway... She goes, yeah, he wants to meet you at the commissary at Warner Brothers. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) And at the time, (laughs) I'm a total country girl. I had horses in my backyard. I had, I wore our overalls with cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. Fantastic. (laughs) She goes, I was a dummy. They're going, what am I doing? So I show up, no cowboy hat. Right. But I had the cowboy boots, the overalls. <laughs> wow. Hi, y'all. <laughs> I got horses. Oh, my gosh. So, and Diana's sitting at the table with wow. Barry, wow. with Barry Dillard, who's a major, major player of produ- producing movies and huge. They all wanted to meet Charlene. Wow, you know, they're crazy. like, oh, my God. So I sit down at the booth and they're, they're having lunch. And Barry says to me, Barry was Barry, Barry is the kind of guy who would kind of want to trick you right. to see what you're made of. You know, he wanted to know what yeah. I would, cause he really, Nancy said, he really loves your voice. Awesome. Really wow. loves your voice. And I'm like, Oh, wow, okay. So anyway, um, he goes, Charlene, I really like that song that you that you played for Nancy. She played to me, Sweet Sad Clown. I want to hear you sing it. And I said, oh, OK. He goes, stand up now and sing it for me. <laughs> so I stood up in my overalls and my boots. <laughs> I, I probably even had straw in my hair from feeding the horses. <laughs> Did he think you were oh you were God. like you were like a wind up? <laughs> a what? Did they think? Did he think you were like a wind up? Like they just said, "Oh, come here, love. Pretend to be Charlene." <laughs> well, I sang it. Oh, I sang it. I blew them away. Wow! Nice. You killed it. Wow. Oh yeah, blew them away. So within a month, I was signed to the record label. Awesome. Yeah. They called me sixty five hundred Sunset Boulevard to go there and sign the papers for the contract, and of course. I showed up in my overalls and my boots. <laughs> They're going, what is this? We're not doing country music. Wow. No, I, okay, I signed the contract and I started recording. Mm. I met Michael Jackson as a little boy. Wow. He, he'd just gotten signed to the label. I met, met, oh, the scariest man you could ever believe. The one that wrote War. Oh, right. War. Yeah. What is, Norman Whitfield was his name. Wow. He looked like the abominable snowman. He had big 
black brown hair with a white beard and these piercing eyes. He looked like a murderer. (laughs) 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 He was so scary. (laughs) And he looked mean. He was always mean. You know, he just, just that that guy, that him. But I met all the, I met the temptations. I met everybody, all these artists and 6,500 sunset Boulevard was like the place where everybody congregated. Right. Everybody, all the artists, the publishing was in that building. The little recording demo studio was in that building. And they were doing demos for all the artists in there. Right. And I did I did some demos, you know. And and uh, so I start recording. Smokey Robinson produced me. I love, he's such an, oh my God. I don't know how you did what that. What an angel. Just a great guy. So he produced me on on some on some uh, on some songs, and I was doing all the. They didn't know where to put me. Mm. They loved my voice, but they were going, "Okay, let's put Charlene like Michael," because I sang high. Mm. So I did a I did a demo of "One Day in Your Life." Wow, One Day in Your Life. Da 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 da. da. You remember that song? Yeah, yeah. By Michael. Okay, I did that. And that was going to be for me, but then they gave it to Michael. And it was, oh, okay, whatever. So anyway, <laughs> it was kind of supposed to be for me. But I wasn't connecting the dots on everything that was going on. I was like just excited. I was still starstruck mm. to be around, you know, Di- see Diana frequently. We'd go up to Barry Gordy's mansion wow. up in Bel Air. And so many artists were there, would hang out and we'd, we'd have lunch and we'd talk and it was just incredible. Mm. So, um, I met, I met a big, another man who was kind of scary, a big, big white Jewish man. He comes up, he goes, Charlene, he goes, I've heard you sing. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard you sing. (laughs) I love your voice, but they're giving, and he cussed up a storm. I'm giving you all, I, I'm giving, they're, they're giving you the worst songs to sing. Wow. He goes, I've got a song. As soon as I heard your voice, I wrote the female version for this song. All right. There's a male version that later on the Temptations did. <clears throat> he said, the song's called I've Never Been to Me. Mm. And he said, I want to play it for you because I think your voice would be perfect for it. Mm. And I said, okay. At the time... I'm going through a pretty nasty divorce with my first husband who turned out not to be a very nice guy. Okay. To put it mildly. And especially when I got signed to Motown and he didn't, he was, you know, thinking, well, what about me? You know, whatever. Yeah. So anyway, Ron pulls me into his office and I, I sit down, he clicks on this little cassette cassette player and on comes, Hey lady, Hey lady, cursing at your life. Yeah. You're a discontented mother in a regiment. I've no doubt you dream about the things you'll never do. Wow. But I wish someone would have talked to me like I want to talk to you. And I, I'm getting like right now in that moment, I'm getting chills all over me because I remember I, I didn't know who this man was at all. Yeah. I never met him in my life. I'm sitting in his office. He plays me a song and I'm bawling my eyes out. Yeah. I couldn't, Robbie, I couldn't even breathe. That's so I was strange. Like, That's so strange. I was just like, oh my God, you know, the song was telling my life. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking to me about me. That's so and, weird, isn't and, it? So weird. Anyway, so I said, Ron, I love this song. I love this song. He says, I'm going to contact Barry and ask him if we can get it to Hitsville's 
Pittsville studio, which was in Santa Monica, in Hollywood, Santa Monica, mm -hmm. and see if we can do a demo on this with you. Oh, God. <laughs> the demo, Kenny Hirsch, who wrote the music, played the piano, and I remember singing this demo, and it was like magic. Yeah. It was magic. There was no talking part in it yet. Right. Okay. So that came later, did it? The talking part. Yeah. 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 Later. Well, we did it when we did the first recording of it. Right. But Motown was like, oh, no, take it out. It's too corny. Nobody's going to like that. So we ended up by taking it out. So anyway, <coughs> I sang the song and I was like, oh, my God, this song is beautiful. And it was nothing like everything else that I'd recorded because everything else was like, you know, Michael, dang, 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 you know, all that stuff. You know? yeah. And I'm like, that's so not me. Like, <laughs> I let this ballad stuff matched my voice. Yeah. And Sweet Sad Clown, the first song I did was a ballad. Right. So I had that ballad style of voice which was totally different from Motown. Yeah. Totally different, you know? So anyway, Barry goes, I want you kids to go in the studio. I'm going to get you Don Costa, who did all of Frank Sinatra's string lines wow. and arrangements, violin arrangements, right? I'm going to get <clears throat> a 30-piece orchestra. I'm going to get the best, uh, uh, like, rhythm section of, like, all the guys who are huge now. Or that like like uh, Lee Rittenauer and Joe Sample and all wow. these m major artists that since my album have gone off to be you know huge jazz musicians. Anyway, so <clears throat> he gets these unbelievable people, unbe and the track. Ron sent me out. He said, "You know what? Just go out and get some lunch because we're going to be a while." You know, and I said, "Okay." So I went out, and got lunch, coming back towards the studio, I hear this. It sounded like a like a symphony. It was like these string lines. I'm like going, oh my god, what is that? It was beautiful. And I opened the door. It was my. It was the studio I was in. And I said, oh my god, this is beautiful. He, he says, how do you like your song, baby? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's my song. That's like never been to me. Goes, yeah. She said, now all we need is your voice. <laughs> did you um? <laughs> did you channel? <laughs> Did you channel all your experience into that song? Like you were saying, you were going through your divorce. Was that where that the guts for that came from? Was it channeling you your life? You know what? The, the life that I had with my first husband was the, was the pain that came out in my voice. I mean, a lot of other singers did it, but nobody had the, the pain that I had because I lived that was my life. It yeah. was, I had a really, really bad time. So all the pain came out in that song. I think you can. And I related. Yeah. I think you can tell that sometimes when you hear a singer, it's, it's not just a song to them. It's, it's a statement oh, of life. And I want to, when I hear a that. Stage, exactly. Yeah. It's a stage of life. That's right. And I felt really sorry for you. The first time I heard the track, I felt really sorry for you because you can tell that level yeah. and i was like that really? one, that woman was hurting yeah you can just tell oh my god you can tell sometimes especially with tina turner as well like when i, when I listen yeah. to tina turner like the ike years if you like i, I do get that oh, sort of yes that other level of something else going on you know you can feel there's yeah know. yeah oh my gosh that that's incredible you said that that's that's incredible yeah. you know people do emulate when something has gone in their life and then they're singing or acting yeah. actors too can take on that same thing of having a life that was like crazy. And then they 
do an acting job and you're going, where do they pull that from? Yeah. It's, you know? almost, it's almost like the, the singing part. It, I'll get, this might sound rude, but I don't mean it to, because it's such okay. like a way of life for someone. It's not like an effort, if you know what I mean. It's kind of just like, yeah. like, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like, just like the only way I can say it is that like Paul McCartney's um, Let Him In song. That's the only song where he goes, someone's knocking at the door. Like he doesn't, try like if you see what i mean because he doesn't have to because yeah. it's, it's his every day and, and i got the same feeling when i heard your song i was just like well you know well i i'm going to correct you on that okay it took me two months to get the vocal on that song no way wow because not because of my emotion because ron said charlene you're not singing in the right beat <laughs> you're like you're not you're not phrasing it properly. Right. You're going off on your own thing. And I had never, listen, I had never been directed by anybody right. in singing. Nobody ever directed me anyway. So this is the first time I'm meeting with a guy who wrote, uh, 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 for once in my life, touch me in the morning, heaven help us all, yester me, yester you, wow. yesterday, you know, uh, all these big hits for these people that he worked, he's worked with Barbara Streisand. Mm. He worked with all these people and I'm sitting there working with this guy and little Charlene came off a farm. <laughs> <laughs> I was clueless. <laughs> so he, that's why it took me so long. Wow. And what made me snap one night we we're in the studio and I'm singing it. And he goes, he shuts the tape off. He says, look lady, I'm sick and tired of you. He was so mad at me. He says, you've got the most beautiful voice for this song, but you know what? I'm going to take it away from you. Give it to somebody else. Wow. If you, we went out back, we were talking, he took my purse and he threw it. <laughs> And all my makeup went flying everywhere. I was crying. Was like, oh my God, don't take the song away from me, please. I love it so much. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, owner and user of Mint Mobile. And I am recording this message on my phone. I'm literally on my Mint phone. Why? Because fancy recording studios cost money. And if we spent money on things like that, we couldn't offer you screaming deals. Like if you sign up now for three months, you get three months free on every one of your plans, even unlimited. Visit mintmobile.com slash switch. Limited time, new customer offer. Activate within 45 days. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Unlimited customers using more than 40 gigabytes per month will experience lower speeds. Video streams at 480p. See mintmobile.com for details. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite show? Good news. Ad-free listening on Amazon Music is included with your Prime membership. Just head to amazon.com slash ad-free lifestyle to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Enjoy thousands of ACAST shows ad-free for Prime subscribers. Some shows may have ads. <laughs> and he was like, well, I'm going to take it away from you because you're, you're effing it up. Wow. And I said, oh, my God. Guess what? What you hear on the record is one take. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> it was all in there. It was all in there somewhere. One take. Oh, he kicked my butt. But for oh. a good reason, for a good reason. That's, 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 that's. Oh yeah. yeah. For a good reason. For, you know what? He shocked me out of my maybe laziness. Maybe I wasn't getting it. I was some, I was disconnecting things. I wasn't quite connecting the dots yeah. of but, what I needed to do. But if you were starstruck him, as well, you know, it's not easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my God. It's, I'm singing in Motown 
Hitsville studio where Diana Ross sang on her Neumann mic wow. that I'm singing on now. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh my God. I get it. I, you I know, think, it was I a think little teeny fish going to this massive pond. Wow. So and then did the um did you did you do the album with the single straight away? Was you working on that at the same time? No, we we oh you know what? A lot of the songs Ron and Kenny Hirsch did with me ended up on that album. Right. A song called Hungry that was beautiful. And I didn't have any trouble with those. But for some reason I had such trouble with I've never been to me. I think a lot of it was because of my the way I related to it, mm. it being so powerful and so meaningful. And it's like, it's like singing the darkest part of your life. Yeah. You know, how can you do that? How can you do that and not be torn apart? You know? So that, yeah, that it was very hard for me. I mean, it's like putting an open wound in public display, isn't it? You're basically, you're, Oh my God, you said it absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely spot on. That's what it was. Somebody ripped off a wound, exposing all the sadness and everything. And I'm sitting there on stage singing. Yeah. I'm the, supposed to be right. And, tell, yeah. That. Oh, my God. That's it. You're right. Absolutely. The, I mean, the album's interesting. I was listening to it um, the other day on Spotify and it's it's kind of ballady and kind of country a little bit in places as well. Yeah. 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 And I thought, oh. I thought it's quite Ooh. a nice little mix of that because I didn't. I didn't expect it, if you see what I mean. It was kind of because it went to country yeah. a little bit. I was like, it wasn't just an album of ballads or that. It was just really right. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I crossed over into the country charts as well. Really? With a, yeah. Oh, <laughs> they added a little, excuse me. They added a little, uh, That's right. little steel guitar thing on it. Yeah. It sounded really neat, but it, it really didn't go, didn't do much, you know. Right. So this- you know what? I wonder if you like, do you like uh, Ain't Easy Coming Down? Yeah. Oh, that's a pretty song. Yeah. That was going to be my next single. But then going back to England, I came back to England, came back home to England because we live there. Right. And uh, I came back and then Ron calls me. Never been to me. Had kind of gone bye bye. So is this. So you come back. Wait, no, 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 no. This is when I had the hit. I had. Okay. Wait, wait. Okay. Because remember, I did it. In the seventies, yeah, was released. Right, nineties on the charts, bombed, went away. I went through like a, a a nervous breakdown. I was just, I was so upset. Yeah, Motown let me go. I left, and Never Been to Me comes back. Mm-hmm. It's a whirlwind. I'm number one all over the world, and then Ron writes me. Ron was a very angry man. I was a. <laughs> He hated the world <laughs> and he told the story in the song used to be with me and Stevie. <laughs> Listen to the lyric. Have you heard that? I've heard that. Yeah. Cause it, um, for people that have, haven't heard it, it came out. Was it, when did it come out? Was it 82? It came 80, out. 83 or 83. 80, I think 83. So 83. It's, it's a yeah. duet between yeah. you and Stevie Wonder. Uh, and, yes. it, and it comes out and the BBC ban it almost instantly. Don't they? They, they didn't yes. like it. Yeah. Yes. Well, have you really di- have you really just have you dissected the lyrics? Yeah, I did. Um oh, and this hate. Yeah. Superman was killed in Dallas, no love left in the palace. That's right. So like, all this stuff. And I'm like thinking, it just you know what, Robbie, it hit me about a year ago. I'm sitting there going, No wonder everybody hated used to be. Look <laughs> what it was saying. Yeah. 
you know, rape their minds with television. What the hell? They're too young to feel pain. Da, 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 da. All this, you know, it was like, it was like Ron wrote his story of hate and he put me on the stage to sing it. (laughs) (laughs) And then I, I opened a newspaper in England and said, Charlene, the magnificent failure. (laughs) (laughs) The British are brutal. (laughs) (laughs) It used to be wow. the magnificent failure. Oh my God. I mean, did they not so think bad. of just like rewriting? Did he not think, Ron, of rewriting the lyrics and then re bringing it back out and just going, actually, no, I can't get away he, with that? No, he, no. He, was, he was done. I was, I was burned out because I had, I had such, I, I suffered a very bad nervous breakdown okay. in my life. You know, being after my ex-husband and all that stuff going on and and being so excited and just being on the top of the world. And then everybody, bam, I hit like a flounder. I was just like, just hit the ground, hit the ground, not running. Oh, Yeah, it was really bad. But, um, you know, I I started writing songs myself. Mm. I, I wrote a few books. I wrote my life story, my autobiography called I've Never Been to Me. Um, and then I wrote a, um, a historical fiction about World War II. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote, I wrote a child's book called The Life and Times of Herman the Worm. And I, and I started, you know, so I started doing a lot of writing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But boy. Did you find writing was a good way of getting over the music industry for you? Was it a way of... Yeah, sort of yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was incredible for that. It was incredible for that. You've sort of had a wonderful and like horrible experience all at the same time. It must be hard to work out which oh. bit is, you know. Oh my gosh, I know. Uh, you know, it, it it's hard when you think about it because you go, it, it can be the most beautiful experience in life, mm. you know, and there are parts of my career that were incredible, mm. you know, just phenomenal i never believe it i i felt like i was in kind of like a, a surreal blur yeah you know because i one minute i'm sitting in england crying that never been to me was never a hit then i don't know if you know the story about i was in england and my mom called me yeah <clears throat> says charlene somebody's looking for you from motown and i'm like and this is after i left mm-hmm. i did never been to me under my belt it already flopped okay yeah and she goes somebody from motown's looking for you looking for you and can I give him the number? I said, yeah, have him call me. So the phone rings and a man is on the phone. I said, hi, Charlene. He goes, hey, Charlene, this is Jay Lasker. He was the president. Barry Gordy was the chairman of the board. Mm. Jay Lasker is a president. He goes, you're you're on the charts with a double bullet. Wow. And I said, excuse me? What? Somebody trying to kill me? No. Oh, that's right. The double bullet. What are you talking about? He goes, your song, I've never been to me is a big hit. It's a big hit. Wow. And I said, you're not joking. He goes, no, I'm not joking. We need you to come back. So I didn't go back to America. They came to England and we did the video in Blickling Hall in Norfolk. Wow. Oh, Nice. A castle. It was incredible. Is it true you wore your wedding dress for the video? I was in my wedding dress. Wow. I mean, talk about budget cuts. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Totally budget cuts. 
Yeah. Yep. They that. already had the gown all picked out. Wow. And from, from there, I take it, um, that's where your top of the pops appearance came from. Oh my God. I had, see, I had fun doing that. See, I was, that gonna, was so much fun. I was, I was interested in asking you about that because in England lately, there's a lot of documentaries coming out about top of the pops. Cause obviously it finished a, 10 years ago for us or so. Mm, and they were saying uh-huh. a lot of it was very, the bands didn't have a great time because they were sort of shuffled around and it was very like stand there and pretend to be happy rather than just having a good time. Did you find that or did you have a great time when you was there? No, I had a really good time. I had, I had some weird th- in- interaction with other artists right. that were kind of weird. Uh, Joan <laughs> Jett was not very nice. <laughs> oh really? Wow. <laughs> She was not very nice. But then like the ABC, the group ABC were awesome. Yeah. And and who else? Oh God, who else? Um uh the Reiki oh I can't remember the name of it. But okay. a lot of the artists were awesome. They yeah. were awesome. It's, it's just an interesting like like a lot of people saying, Oh, they just got shuffled around and it was stand there and you know, be happy. Yeah. Whereas like, I didn't know if you had, genuinely had a great time when you, when you did that. Yeah, no, I did genuinely have a good time. I had, a, you know, maybe cause I was American and they were just like, Oh, leave her alone. She's, see, yeah. she's a foreigner. Get her out of here. You know what? People couldn't believe when, when, when I've never been to me went number one. Yeah. They couldn't believe it. They were like, what? Yeah. I this mean, song. I mean, <laughs> But I mean, oh you, there's a big gap between the original and the and the new versions. They must have realised it was the. Oh yeah. Oh, I I'm telling you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So after that, did you what did you do after the, the sort of the second wind of it? Did you sort of go back to recording again, or was it when you got into the writing again after that? Did some recording mm-hmm. with a man named Gavin Monaghan. What an amazing lyric writer! Right. And we did a song called "Sea of Tranquility." Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what a, oh, a song called uh, Symphony for a Broken Piano. I wrote the melody, the music for that. Oh, it's a beautiful song. And a couple other really neat songs. So I, I recorded, that was in Wolverhampton. Right. And then I was, I was going back and forth to England all the time. And, yeah. and I, I loved it. I, I was like, told my daughter, she was with me. I said, I don't want to go back to America. I want to stay here. <laughs> I just liked it better there. I like the people better. I, I suppose, but yeah. But I, like you found out with that newspaper, we can be brutal as well. <laughs> just... Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. But, you know, whatever. But at the same what, time. Know. Yeah, it's amazing. So during, we're just obviously coming out of a lockdown now and you've got a new single coming out, haven't you? Um, yeah. Why Can't the Time Stand Still? Ooh. Which I absolutely love, by the way. Um, oh, I'm so happy. It's, it, it's really, really oh good. It's, it's, I'm not saying it because I'm telling you, I'm talking to you. I mean, it's just, it's just really, really good. So was that it's smooth sort of, and it's simple. It is. It is you know, a very simple piece. And I wrote it for my kids. Oh, that's lovely. That's really lovely. I wrote it for my kids, Bethany and Jessica. I wrote it for them. That's wonderful. And was it a lockdown you know, thing? Was you like, I'm going to do something positive during lockdown? Is, or was no, it just... you know what? I recorded that song quite a while ago. Oh, right. Wow. Wow. So it's, so is it a release technically or is it? Yeah, I wrote here here in America. Um, it's I don't remember how long ago, but it was it was quite a while ago. My girls were still pretty young. Right. And, uh, you know, I just wish that things could stand still. You know, they don't. It doesn't. They always grow up. Time just keeps going, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it's kind of sad because the end is all about when I need them more than they need me. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know? And I find that now with my girls, my, my oldest girl just had a baby mm. and it's like, but she lives in California and it's like, oh man, 
this time is going too quick. Where's it going? I know. I was 18 once. <laughs> so if people want to get hold of your new single, where, where can they get that? Where's the best place to find that? We've got to go to Ditto Records. That's my label right now. Mm-hmm. They've got to make a decision to get there. What they're doing. One of the people at Ditto has got my single called Destiny. Mm-hmm. Have you heard it? I don't think so, but I think I can get my hands okay. on it. Yeah. It's a dance. It's pure dance. Get up nice. and dance. It's incredible. <laughs> I wrote it with uh, a friend of mine I grew up with. We were like 10 years old. And then we wrote it not, not too long ago, and that's been released. Fantastic. And then Sea of Tranquility. Have you heard that one? I'm, yeah, I'm sure I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty one. Um, that was written with me and Gavin Monaghan. Um, but no, a Destiny is still, he's still trying to push Destiny. But I'm, you know, are there people that want to hear, want to get mm. um, uh, Time Stand Still? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. I've been sending we it gotta, to We got to get on that. We got to get on it. I'll I was, tell my husband. He's helping me with all the, um, you know, getting it, getting it uh, ready to be released. It's got to be out there. Yeah, it's been good. I've been playing it to people and going, guess who this is? <laughs> and I'm going, uh, and I'm going, do they guess? They, yeah, they do. Yeah. And I go, it's Charlene. They go, no way. I was like, yeah, yeah. <gasps> oh, so yeah. I want to keep that style in my voice and the kind of things that I sing. And yeah. Even though Destiny is dance, yeah. you can still tell that it's me. I mean, what's, can tell. what's interesting, going back to what we were talking about earlier, is when you listen to, like, um, Never Been To Me, we sang about the angst in it. This one is like, it's like a pressure and a release song, I, th- I thought. like Yes. It's kind of like, I've, like you know, years have passed. It's a different time of yes. my life. And it's very just like, I'm proud of this. Oh. And that, that's what it's like to me when I heard it. I was like, it's, you're proud of who you are now and your life you've lived. And I was like, it's amazing. And that's why I really yeah. like it, you know, like any oh, song. Oh, I'm so happy. That's great. I'm so happy. It means so much to me. And, and you know, my kids love it. My kids love it too. That's fantastic. They and loved if, it when I wrote it. And if, if people want to get all of your books as well, where can I find your books? Amazon or Amazon. Barnes and Noble or I don't know. My, my book Orphan Train is a, is a, um, a historical fiction mm-hmm. and it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's, really negative it's really dark it's a very dark book it's about the holocaust right but then there's a love interest between a jew a jewish girl and the commandant oh right very different very but that's a love triangle it's it's crap it, my book is in the library of congress wow can you believe that that's my amazing me? No. <laughs> oh my god. That's been lovely. It's oh, it's incredible. I I love writing. I love writing stories. That's great. I That's love great. writing. I oh mean, yeah. I mean, I need to read your autobiography. I need to get my hands on that. So I need to read. Oh, it good luck. It's, it's, <laughs> I drink, I drink, take some, take some pills. So you don't go nuts. I drink whiskey. It's horrible. <laughs> it's, no, but, it's a, it's a, you know, it was, my life was a train wreck, man. But if like, any, if, I never did drugs. I never did drug. Oh my God. Yeah. People go, Charlene, I can't believe that you never got heavy into drugs or alcohol or anything, you know, just. Yeah. But eh. I mean, if anyone takes anything from your autobiography, there might be someone going through the same thing. So it could be the most important book they read. So 
And yeah. I, I know you yeah, say, yeah. I know you say like oh, it's it's horrendous, but I, I, you know, for someone it could be a lifesaver. So it's 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 oh. it's, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be an interesting read. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Oh, um, Robbie, thank you. You've been so fun to talk to. <laughs> oh, thanks. Let's do this again sometime. Yeah, definitely. And if you're over in England, we'll definitely catch up. We'll have to have a couple. Oh of my god, I was just gonna say that. If I come when I come back to England, want to go out for a pint? Oh yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's we amazing. have a lot of fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you for talking to me today. Okay, Robbie, thank you. Bye. Seasons come and seasons go. Through the years I've watched you grow. Did I give the best I could be? Did you learn the best part of me? All our lives we pray for miracles. And all along the Make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite show? Good news. Ad-free listening on Amazon Music is included with your Prime membership. Just head to amazon.com slash ad-free lifestyle to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Enjoy thousands of ACAST shows ad-free for Prime subscribers. Some shows may have ads.